I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Survive Horror Podcast, and this is your host, Paul, and with me as always is Marco. Hey, uh, Marco, I got a question for you, Yo, though. Shoot. Uh, you ready to go blow some bros? <laughs> blow some bros? I, I mean, w- blow some bros away. I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, please right. rephrase that. <laughs> okay. Ready to go blow some bros away? <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes, I'm ready. I'm here. I'm ready. Perfect. Well, we are here for uh, bonus episode number 19, in which, uh, as you know, the bonus episodes are when we have a guest come on to talk about some of their many talents. And the mm-hmm. man that we have with us tonight is possibly the most talented person that we've ever interviewed for the show. Uh, I say that because he has has put out work in many different types of, of artistry here. And so we are, are just uh, thrilled to be able to talk to him. You may know him from his graphic novel series called Once Our Land. He also had helped co-create a while back a animated series called League of Super Evil. He is also one half of the band Humans and the mm-hmm. co-writer and the director of the 2018 Shutter exclusive movie Dead Shack. That is Peter Rick. Did I say your last name right? I'm sorry. I forgot to ask. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Thank you so much. That's a very nice thing to say. Um, yeah. yeah, Peter Rick. Uh, it's French from France. So you could say Rick or Rick. And I, I usually hang out in places where people speak English. And uh, my name sounds so English. So Peter Rick is perfect. <laughs> yes, very yeah. cool. Welcome I, to the show, man. I also forgo- forgot to mention that you are multilingual, too, in your intro of Many Talents. <laughs> Because I was watching an interview on YouTube, and you guys and they were speaking French, and I was like, "Oh man, he, now he speaks French too! Like, <laughs> what the fuck can't this guy do?" You're right. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. No, that's good. It's good. Uh, I, I am actually uh, more fascinated by people that kind of dabble in multiple things because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of... Uh, a person that likes, I, I, I've had a lot of different hobbies over the year and tried a bunch of different things and things didn't really stick. And I do this for a few years and get bored and, and move on. So I'm always impressed when people hang on to their talents and, and keep progressing and working at those while developing other ones. Well, and to see something into, you know, come to fruition also. And sure, so just sure. pick it up and drop it. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you manage to keep attention on all the different things without spending too much on, on one particular facet? Um, well, I usually take like uh, breaks because um, um, when I was as at one point when I, my band was doing quite well, I was trying to write more music, mm -hmm. and um, I found that I, I would get writer's block and had no inspiration. Mm -hmm. And then I found if I compare it to when I would go from project to project in different realms, I never had writer's block. So I've just been doing that more uh, consistently. Because it gets frustrating, especially with music. I get into, um, like, I don't eat and I don't sleep and I don't drink any water. Sure. I don't know the bathroom. I just, like, work on a song until it's done. Sure. And oh, okay. the song doesn't, I, I, it just doesn't go anywhere. And you're there for, like, three days. Like, oh, my God, I, I really need to live life. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my pee is yeah. brown. I need water. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. die if I continue yeah. Well, and it, it almost gets worse at that point because you're, you're trying to like force the magic to happen. And it's like, yeah, sure. Especially with something yeah. like music, you just like you can't force it or else it's going to sound like shit. And if you care at all about it sounding good, then mm -hmm. it's going to yeah. it's not going to work for you. So but yeah, yeah I think the, the obsessive drive definitely sounds like that's a factor as well for you. Yeah. And then uh, because I'm a, a independent artist, um, some people, they, all, they have jobs like real jobs. Sure, and... sure. Uh, which is like you know most people in life and i would uh I'd, I'd, I'd always work in like let's say on the movie and then when the movie's done i'm working on the comic book full-time right. when the comic book's done i'm just doing music full-time and then uh or uh, during the day and then I, I do something else so i always have things coming out while i'm working on other things and yeah sometimes things do take about a year or two to come out so oh sure when that's happening i have a couple other things that are coming out at the same time so it looks like i'm just no, I do sleep a lot. I exercise. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't have kids. I don't have a family. So there you go. Perfect. Yeah, that helps too. Even better, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's better for better for that lifestyle, I would say. Right. To be so. creative and to stay in that mode and get things done. Absolutely. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's one of those harsh realities. I've you know talked to some people and they're like, uh, Hey, do you want to go to Hollywood or whatever to make movies and stuff? They're like, Do you have a family? Yeah. Well, sorry. I mean, it can be done. <laughs> But it's like so much easier that lifestyle that you can dedicate your career, you know, your day to your career instead yeah. of trying to do things at night, juggle, you know, things. Oh, sure, and, sure. Well, like, then, like I said, it, oh. it doesn't, it's, it's not necessarily, it doesn't, uh, it's not impossible, but it helps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like that shit you were saying about you get obsessed on a song and you don't eat and you don't sleep and don't do whatever for three days. And obviously if you have a, a partner and kids at home. And you're like, oh, yeah. uh, you guys don't mind if I don't come home for like three days and <laughs> right. also yeah. not, not eating yeah. for three days because I don't. It is cool, don't right? Doing anything else, right? Yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that, um, I, I was, was writing that, that that time I was writing music and I was blasting it like, okay, maybe it sounds better if I blast it. And <laughs> same thing over and over and then doing a couple tweaks, playing it over and over. And then my, my neighbor, like, <laughs> like literally my neighbor, 
like across the fence, like, "Hey, hey, can you can you stop that? <laughs> <laughs> can you work on illustration for the next couple yeah. of days? I mean, serious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I haven't slept in three days either, asshole. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is your fucking music. Yeah. Oh man. But no, that's cool. I I always appreciate people that have diverse talents, and mm-hmm. it's uh it's something that always sort of fascinates me. Uh, just because I, like I said, I like to try different things and mm-hmm. I get involved in stuff and get really obsessed. And then like three years into it, I, I hit that same point of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm having struggle getting something else going. And then I start doing some other thing and I'm like, oh, I really like this now. So yeah, which right. I think right. is good, especially like as a director, director who knows how to do everything is, um, is really key. So you can get your vision sure, sure. across and talk to people in a, in a way that they understand what you're talking about. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I figured since we, we have a few different things to talk about here that we could break up the show into a few different parts. And just for everyone that's listening here, we'll, we'll, we're going to start by talking about your movie, which was how we had come in contact with you was because I saw the movie and then yeah. looked you up on social media and started following you and then just kind of talked a little bit through that and set this up um so the uh the movie dead shack so guys who's excited huh camping trip i'm excited going to a cabin we're gonna act like rednecks or people who don't trust the government huh? you already don't i know i don't yeah so jay not excited dad doesn't take you camping or something no my dad's not really the camping type mr slade yeah, because your dad's more of the dick second type, right? Gross. Call it too much. Uh-uh. No, I mean, that's what Jason says, and Jay knows I'm just messing with him. That's how we roll. I think you had made this a couple of years ago, and then last year it had come to Shudder when we saw it. And I know we were both big fans of it, and we had done yeah. like our our best movies of the year. And I know mm-hmm. it was it was in my top ten. It was in Marco's oh, top ten hey. or twenty as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yep. So this this is definitely like the style of movie that resonates with us. Um, yeah. How how did you get into making your your first kind of full length movie? Um, well, I was I've always wanted to be a director for a long time, and um, the I remember when I was a kid, uh, I was my dad had a, a really ghetto um, apartment building that he bought for super cheap, and obviously there was like a lot of work being that needed that hard to fix the floors, and then this old man comes in, he's like. So what do you want to do with your life? And then, uh, <laughs> I was like, I want to be I a. I want to rock. <laughs> yeah, I want to rock. <laughs> like I want to be a film director. He's like, Are you Jewish? He was like, No. He's like, You'll never make it into oh, the. Oh wow. <laughs> I was like, Shit. And then I was like, what can, what, How can I make it? Um, and then I went to comic book school because as a comic book artist, you're like storyboarding. You're the actor, mm-hmm. the set designer, uh, the writer. And so you're doing all these aspects of filmmaking in an uh, illustration form. So, and then I went to animation school. And then when I was done animation school, I, I sold a TV show. And with the, the money I was making as art director and creator of the show, I would spend all that money going to shows. And I was like, okay, uh, I mean, uh, m- music shows. And then uh, mm-hmm. from having the band, I was like, okay, I actually want to be a filmmaker because I, I don't want to be making music for the rest of my life, like touring. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so let's just make a bunch of live action uh, music videos. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for a lot of people, if you want to be a film director, like doing music videos, live action videos is such a good learning experience because you don't mm-hmm. have to work with sound. So it's fast. It's easy. You can work with like whatever budget you got. Right. And you're just making a bunch of little short movies and you're learning so much. So 
after about like 12 music videos for all the bands I had, I had like three bands at the time. Um, uh, I, I met a producer who was interested in doing my movie. And then when we got Dead Chat going, there's actually one of the uh, guys from XYZ films. Uh, he was a fan of one of my TV shows and the band. So the fact that he's like, oh, this is Peter from that TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that band Humans, I just like, oh, I love Humans. Nice. So <laughs> it actually did help a bit uh, in like XYZ and, and interested. So that was sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was doing a bunch of music videos trying to get into f- live action filmmaking because that's really what I wanted to do. And um, we were writing, my, my partners and I from the animation industry, we were writing all these scripts that were like $80 million <laughs> scripts. <laughs> Just go big you know, or go home, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then after watching the Fright Night remake, um, the one uh, by um, written by Tom Holland, but uh, what's his? I forgot who directed it, but it was really good. And I, I after that, I, when I went home, I was like, oh man, I should just really write one of those fun horror B movies with some comedy in it. Yeah. And then wrote the treatment in three days for Dead Shack. Nice. Which is pretty much almost exactly the same. Except that the the bad guy is a father and not a mother. Okay. Um, the rest is pretty much the same, with a couple tweaks here and there. Uh, and then I showed it to my friends, and they didn't want to do it. Uh, they were interested. And then I told them that's why we should do it because there's few locations, there's few characters, it's fun, um, and it, we could probably do it for three hundred thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then we try to write in the script and uh, the first real draft i sent it to a friend of mine rick tay who's a rick yeah rick tay who's a, a filmmaker in vancouver producer and then he read it and told me i should read how to save the cat and story a screenwriting books because okay. it was missing a bunch of you know real script quality stuff sure right, sure right. yeah so i went on a trip to mexico for a week at a resort because i had some points with my credit card and i bought a ticket with this girlfriend i had and she dumped me like two weeks before and then so i just went there with another friend and i just worked out and read those books those two books in a week Uh and then i came back with a bunch of notes and my friend my my writer friend he's like pete i have kids i can't work on this script um i've already spent like a year right on this movie that's not going to get made there's no way people are going to make a movie about kids swearing killing zombies it's, it's just like <laughs> not realistic and then i told them okay well look i'm gonna shoot a fake trailer of, of this movie and right. it's gonna look right. great and uh, do you want to pitch in for the <laughs> trailer he's like absolutely not <laughs> uh, so then um I, I did it anyway it cost me fifteen thousand bucks to do that trailer and uh I showed him like the rough edit on my phone, like I was editing on Premiere and shooting the rough edit with my phone, shooting my computer screen. And I sent him, I was like, man, it looks really good. Like, check this out. And then uh, uh, my buddy was like, holy shit, that looks fucking amazing. Okay, <laughs> we're going to do all the notes. We're going to do this new draft. This, I'm so excited. Um, so we... Uh, we got that, and then my my friend's agent got us a bunch of um, uh, meetings at the Worcester Film Festival, and that's where I met uh, Amber Ripley, who eventually became my my producer on the movie. And uh, and then uh, Phil's agent, um, she wanted us to wait because the guy who did the Resident Evil movies and uh, and also Ridley Scott was looking into producing some two million dollar uh, horror movies. 
and they, they had somewhat of an interest in debt check. But then a year later, like nothing was moving. So I just called up Amber. I was like, hey, you still interested in doing debt check? She says, yeah. I was like, okay, let's do it. And then the, um, the agent got kind of upset that I did that. But, you know, the movie got made. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. think now she's right. happy. Yeah, yeah. You can't wait forever, right? Yeah. And then, um, and then we got Telefilm who gave us some money. We found some private investors. Um, we got some tax credits. So the, the budget went up to, uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say, but it, it was like a nice chunk. Like it was actually my ideal of what I actually wanted. So it was a lot more than 300000 Um It's still a really low amount because this is also Canadian money. Right. Uh, so it's, like, it's still a very low budget movie, but um, and also I thought with that money, it was like, oh, we could probably do anything we want. And no, right. we, we had a 14 day shoot, and you have like six hours a day with the kids, and the kids are almost in every scene. Yeah, right. so it was not a lot of hustle. It, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, and then Ro- Robbie, my bandmate from Humans, he saw me mm-hmm. like within those 14 days, and. He, I gave him a hug. Like, Holy shit! You like you never hug me, and you look scary. You look like a zombie. I never seen you looking that bad before. Yeah, I'm getting into character. Like, um, I'm making a zombie film so perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm getting into character. It's like, are you in a zombie in the movie? It's like, no. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of quick uh, Cole's notes of how I got the movie done. Sure. No, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, um, with with all the um the writing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there a lot of kind of evolution of the the script and the dialogue and stuff, or did a lot of it kind of play out in in the moment? Or like I'm sure there wasn't a lot of improv stuff, but was there? Uh, there was like um, there wasn't that much improv stuff, but Donovan, the guy who plays the dad, he's um, yes. a writer, filmmaker, um, and really comedic actor. So mm-hmm. he, he um, also some of the scenes because we didn't have the time so he would look at the scenes the one that he was in and get the kids together because the kids were all um pretty green uh mm-hmm. get them all together and and work the scene with him and really shorten it up so that's why okay. I like the scenes with him like um i find they're like punchier sure right but also right. the kids like the scenes that they're alone like they're also great um, oh yeah yeah so it's, it's hard to, to to tell if it was for the best but i'm, I'm really happy with what he did and, sure um uh, uh he did he did add a couple beats like um when he he starts singing britney spears hit me baby one more <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that was all his and there's a couple of things that he did that were his that were really funny like also when he throws the gun to um the um uh, the bad guy and it hits the frame and bounces back he mm-hmm. really wanted to do that that wasn't in the script and we he kept throwing in it didn't work it's like Man, we gotta move on. It's like just one more, just one. It's, just, it's gonna be so funny. People are gonna laugh at this. It's gonna be so good, dude. We have like notes, like because most of the movie is one to two takes, right? Yes. Budget, and this is like take take eight or nine, and it was like, yeah. dude, we got. It was like, no, no, it's, it's gonna work, man. It's gonna work. <laughs> like you're killing me. Yeah, you're right, and it did work. People yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I was I was just asking because the the comedic aspect of the dialogue is great like mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. you really captured the stuff with the the kids like the way 
that kids would talk and, and interact and, and thanks their kind of like awkwardness yeah. and just, you know, like the, the thing we joked about in the intro about like, oh, let's go blow some bros. And yeah, they're like, yeah. what? Fuck you. I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, not blow it bros. just felt really natural. Like everything about it yes, yeah. felt like this is, you know, we're, we're watching a real brother and sister interact and how they did it. And they're just the, like, what like I said, the kids did an amazing job. The dialogue is so funny that that mm -hmm. is the staple when I talk to this, you know, talk about this movie about people. I'm like, the dad <laughs> should have a spinoff movie because he's so damn honest. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. honest, dry and funny at the same time. And yeah, you got to sure. appreciate that. It was, yeah, it's good. And yeah, well, what we, I wanted to do with this movie is because uh, when I was watching Andley movies, when I was a kid, the, the good ones were good. But some of them, like the kids never pick up a gun. They, they never swear mm -hmm. you know, as much as they should. And I remember as as a kid, like. I totally would have grabbed a gun and shoot people, and I would have told, I would swear way more than and yeah, yeah. more like the kids in it than the kids yeah. in, yeah, totally. in Goonies. Yeah. yeah, and the reactions are awesome too. Like when Colin, you know, shot his stepmom, his <laughs> zombie yeah. stepmom Lisa blew her head off. His reaction was like at first it was uh, I'm badass, but then like kind of like in shock, you know, yeah. oh shit, yeah, what right. did I just do? And almost in panic mode. And and that right there just sold it for me. Like a little bit cool. of human element to it, and it was like, yeah, that's that's exactly how what people would do. I think you would get a roller coaster of emotions, and not like I said, I have a problem sometimes watching something. It's like way too easy for that character to do that and then move on and be this badass person without yeah. mm -hmm. being human at the same time. Yeah, I remember seeing this movie yesterday, and the, something I don't remember what it was, but it's exactly what you're talking about. The way it was mm -hmm. just too easy, and then they yeah. Just, just move along and go yeah. about it. And you're sitting there going, come on. I mean, right. I, mean I know that you're try it's fiction and it's a faster pace, whatever, but at the same time, a little bit of levity would be awesome, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Or even like the goofy stuff, like when they see the the college bros get drugged right. and they're going to run away, and then he turns back and throws a rock <laughs> in the window. Yeah, right. and they're like, "Why did you fucking break the window?" <laughs> I just and saved his oh, life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, then then she's gonna know that we're gonna go tell the cops, and like, or she's gonna hunt us down and find us, asshole. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think so, that. Totally oh yeah. He's, he's thinking so quick. He's thinking at the moment. He's not thinking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, strategically. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something a kid would would think along those lines. Oh, sure. oh yeah. I think I would have totally done what he did. <laughs> right. Yep. Somebody in your group definitely would have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Somebody perfect. would have. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, I, I love the, the kids I thought were great. And at times it's almost like it's almost like the, the um, oh, I can't remember, not Colin, the other the other kid's name. Damn it. I can't remember. Um, Jason. I'm sorry. Jason. Yes. Yeah. It, that he was uh, it almost came off like he was bad acting, but it was like that he was he was <laughs> acting like he was a cool guy or whatever or or that he was super confident or something to try and show off for summer. Yeah. And so it would be like, oh, this kid is terrible. Like, no, he's just he's he's trying. Well, he's he's being terrible on purpose. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's trying to be a cool guy, and he's not that cool, you know. Yeah, it's it's funny that um, I always saw him as a really good actor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, it it comes off like he's he's acting bad when he's trying to be cool because he's yeah. but that's he's exactly playing what he's doing. That he's, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's like he's doing a good job at being bad, <laughs> in a way, <laughs> right? Totally. Yeah. Um, I love the but so like. Uh, because your your hair's too messy and you're, you... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah like, like the way you the way you walk is weird. Yeah, you're yeah. mean. I like yeah. that part. You're mean. That, that's, he, he, yeah, he he did that. Uh, that's why he did that at the audition, and we were all cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so we mentioned the the dead character Roger, mm-hmm. and he's he's really like the star of this movie for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, our how... sense of humor, you know, it's it's just it just worked. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like not so much the the getting drunk to be fun, but like the the way that I talk to my kids is like the way this guy talks. Like that's that's how. Yeah. Because my son is like thirteen, and I'm I'm totally like I watched this movie with him yeah. and he he was dying he loved it he, yeah he, he uh, refers to his daughter as the other one or you know the girl yeah yeah he's yeah. like you're my favorite he's like I yeah. hate you dad like, I like you know, that, you know, kind of stuff. start a band whatever her name is gonna say whatever, <laughs> whatever her name is. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's so funny, and you yeah. know he's joking. You know, and it's just ah oh, man. Yeah, Donovan wrote, wrote that because I, I wrote that scene, but he wrote he he added he's like oh yeah, and he, he should like never remember her name. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Jason, you my friend are a tactical genius. That's why I would not want to play chess with you. Also because chess is fucking boring. Well, I I'm, I have to say, I, you know, I broke into this house on the promise that I was going to see some crazy shit. So far, pretty disappointed in the both of you. So where is she, huh? Where's the sexy cannibal? <gasps> Jason, hey, come here, come here, come on, come on. I got, I, got a, I got a good idea. We should start a band called Sexy Cannibals, huh? I'm the guitar and singer, obviously, you play the drums. Colin plays the bass, what's her name plays whatever it is. We go on tour, we play some fucking shows, we sleep in the van, it's not as creepy as it sounds, and we fucking party, and we'll party all, all the days, long days. The Sexy Cannibals is a good band name. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, the way he like over explains everything too, it's, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna live in a van and like party, yeah. and like it sounds creepy, but it's not that creepy, it's just we're gonna be partying and fucking shit up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my, one of my favorites that's so stupid is when they they go in the diner and he comes back out and Colin's like we cut you some sausages you like sausages Lisa he's like Colin come on knock it off of course she likes sausages and he goes we're talking about penises and I'm just like oh oh Is my god saved you some sausages okay you like sausages don't you Lisa <sighs> Colin yeah of course she likes sausages. <laughs> We're talking about penises. So ad lib that that wasn't in the script. Oh man, that one definitely made me crack up. Yeah, just because the way he says it, he's like, "We're talking about penises." <laughs> oh, but how uh, how did you end up getting hooked up with him? Was it just through like an open casting, or did you? Uh, a friend of a friend, and uh, we were trying to get a big name actor for that role. And um, there's a few like like B movie guys that wanted to to do it but um right but it, when i saw donovan's uh he, he did uh, my, he was my a friend's friend okay and he showed me his audition of, for this other role I was like holy shit that's that's roger that's exactly the guy nice. and then uh, also roger i mean uh, donovan can do, do his own stunts he's like a stuntman nice i knew that you know we can have him on camera and do all that cool stuff and right. it would be, be even more real so then we um we hit him up and uh uh, he read the script and loved it, and he really wanted to do it. So we got lucky. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. It's funny because, like, yeah, no, besides, great. like, um, Finn Wolfhard that we were trying to get. Right. Because uh, sure. he was in your short, right? The one that you thought before yeah. the film. Yeah. Yeah. And he was interested in the movie, but uh, he was starting principal photography on uh, Stranger Things 2 the same day we were. Right. Okay. Right. So even if he, uh, if, if, 
even if he actually really wanted he said he wanted to I, I don't know if he actually really wanted to but you know sure he said he to. and uh so we just couldn't get him mm-hmm. and it's funny mm-hmm. like some people's review of the movies like uh, on the internet it's like yeah you know if you had film wolfrey if you didn't fire him like your your uh, <laughs> movie would have been way better and more, <laughs> more popular it's like yeah you freaking dumbass you think i don't know that. i know right <laughs> Yeah, nothing against the other kids, but obviously just name recognition yeah. goes oh, a long yeah. way. Yeah. A rising and, star like that? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Matt, like the guy who plays Jason, he's um we're really like lucky. So like I was saying, besides like um I'm really happy with the cast and they mm-hmm. were all our, our number one picks. And mm-hmm. Matt Matt was our number one pick after Finn and uh uh really killed it. Like everybody for the for the you know, one to two takes uh per per scene. Um mm-hmm most everybody knew their lines it was crazy like yeah 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 everyone was on it that's awesome yeah uh speaking i, I wanted to speak on some of the um because you had mentioned about people writing reviews that were ridiculous and <laughs> um so I, I wanted to ask you about this but then i'll start by telling you that i sometimes i like to read if there's a movie i like such as this movie where it's divisive where i rate the movie high because i really love it other people rate it low because they're like oh it's stupid or it's you know lowbrow humor or, yeah. you know they want some serious bullshit or something yeah. and they expect movies can't be fun i guess but uh, right. there was this one I, I like to read them just to laugh at when you find these really absurd ones and somebody oh i'll start by saying this i, I reported this to imdb as an ir- irrelevant review and <laughs> they sent me a they sent me an email saying that they took it down and th- oh, really? th- they appreciated my input oh nice um <laughs> But this guy was saying that the only reason he, well, the only reason he pointed out that he didn't like the movie was in the diner when they're talking about wasting food from spraying the ketchup. And then he's like, Yeah, I, I read that. Says, it made no sense. It was going <laughs> Yeah, he was saying something about that kids that age wouldn't know anything about Ronald Reagan in the yeah. 80s and that yeah. clearly you had a political agenda and you wanted to take a shot at Ronald Reagan wow. and his economics. But because you were obviously biased, you wouldn't take a shot at michelle obama and her terrible nutrition plan that she tried to implement (laughs) which are so far apart and i'm like this has nothing to do with the the rating of the movie this is so yeah and also um uh gabe who plays colin he just ad-libbed that he said ronald reagan we were looking at each other like ronald reagan (laughs) yeah right like (laughs) where did that come from yeah so a kid his age does actually know yeah the reference yeah wow because he made it up yeah but uh, yeah, I was. I thought I was like, that's funny. Yeah, I should bring that up to see if either. if you actually wrote that or if that was an ad lib line or. Yeah. No. So now we know conclusively that that was not even something that you put in. Right. No. No. Oh, that's funny. He also ad libbed the. Um, uh, is that racist? When he's like. Oh, yeah. oh the the sweet racism <laughs> no, thing. Cookie, yeah. My little fortune cookie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know my son, my son always laughs at that. He'll say that to me if I say something. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's like in the ballpark of it. He's like sweet racism, Dad. Yeah, sweet racism. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Oh, kids really like uh, Dutch Dog. That's funny. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because my son's twelve, so that's right in his mm-hmm. his wheelhouse. Which uh, ironically is also my sense of humor as well. Right. Uh, yeah, right. And apparently Roger's sense of humor too. <laughs> uh, oh, cool. So. Um, before I move on, was there any other like actual things from the movie you wanted to bring up, Marco? Or uh, well, I know uh, that we didn't mention uh, that that you uh that you casted Mary Samsonite, right? I mean Mary Swanson. <laughs> hey, why don't we get busy and deliver the briefcase to Mary? If I know her as well as I think I do, she'll invite us right in for tea and strumpets. Good plan. Where she live? 
I don't know. What's her last name? I'll look it up. Uh, you know, I don't really recall. It starts with an S. So swim, swammy, sl slippy, slappy, slimming, salmon, simmon, swanson, swanson? Maybe it's on the briefcase. Look on the... Oh, yeah, it's right here. Samsonite. I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Um, yeah, yeah, how we did that. Um, he, she worked on uh, my, my producer's uh, husband's show called Motive. So they had a connection with her. And uh, uh, so they, they sent her the script. And uh, she couldn't tell if it was funny or not. She didn't really get the jokes, even from the trailer. And then she showed it to okay. her son. And her son was like, Oh yeah, mom, that's that's fucking cool. You you definitely got to be in this movie. So if it wasn't for her son, like she would have never made the movie. Uh, oh, wow, so that's awesome. Goes to her son, um, and then she was really lovely on set. She was like no bullshit. Whenever because you know it's really low uh, budget production. So mm -hmm. if my trailer is cold and instead of like talking shit to about us behind her back, she's like, hey, my trailer is cold. Can you get me something that makes sense, like where I'm not freezing my ass? I was like. Yes, <laughs> and uh, sure, yeah. And right when away, she, there was a scene where we we called her a milf. She's like, nobody says milf anymore. It's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay, let's cut that word cut out. That. Um, so there's wow. a couple of things that was really like she's she's really lovely. And at the end, because <laughs> the movie, it was a nightmare. Like everyone thought it was gonna be a piece of shit. Uh, oh. I I was so scared. I, we I, I ripped off like half the pages of the uh, storyboard. Mm -hmm. So I was really scared the movie was going to be like 45 minutes. And uh, she came to me and said, hey, Peter, uh, is this movie going to be a big piece of shit? Or, <laughs> or do you think wow. oh, no. something salvage? <laughs> like, is it going to be okay? I was like, yeah, I think it'll be fine. She's like, you know, if you ever need anything, you have my number. You can call me. Um, don't don't hesitate. I'll, I, I'll work my – I'll do anything to – to to make this to to help in any any way. So she was such a nice person, and she she was very much there since day one, and and willing nice. to help. And so it, I really enjoyed working with her, and I would not hesitate to work with her again. Yes, yeah, yeah, she's very cool, a very professional. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, oh, yeah. Any other parts going into that? That's that's what have been. It was when more like that Lauren Holly talk kind of stuff because uh, she played such a serious, but I really felt for her character. Um, because I know this is not a movie review, but the two sides of this movie was the serious part and then, of course, the comedic part in the two clash. Yeah, yeah, there's some heavy moments for sure. Yeah, and I love the fact that the zombies were her family and she dressed the, – the, her costume made sense, right? It wasn't just a costume just to go out and do things. It, everything kind of mattered. And, um, you know, when you say things like, you know, yeah, it's a nightmare to make, of course – I've heard that a lot because, you know, we take it for granted. We watch movie – and sometimes I feel bad about saying like, oh, you know, I didn't like it or this was good. It's like, who are we to say because of the blood, sweat and tears that went into the film, you know, or yeah, any you film? You, you don't know what the original script was. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Don't know, absolutely. Yeah. Or any problems. Right. You know, and like when we do these kind of inter when we do any interview and stuff, it makes me appreciate um, the craft so much more. You know, like I said, I'm mm -hmm. not in that field, but now I can look at things and be like, damn, dude, like you could just imagine the work that went into it, the, the almost sometimes things don't get made. And then it's at that last second gets made because of whatever. And just, it's um interesting to hear that. It's just interesting yeah. to hear that side of things. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> uh, I, I have one more thing, which 
if uh, I, I managed to avoid this. So if anyone's listening and they had not seen this movie and th- there's like one big thing that happens in this movie that's kind of spoilery that I don't want to get ruined for people. So if you are listening and you haven't seen the movie, maybe skip ahead like five minutes because I just wanted to ask about that. Okay. Spoiler alert. Three, two, one. <laughs> uh, so the I guess I don't, I don't know the better way to say that, but kind of to have the balls to build up such a likable character in, in Roger yeah. and then yeah. to have him die at the end. Uh, was that kind of always the intention to make this have sort of a heavy yeah. feel or like a, a coming of age type of thing? Yeah, I, I always like movies where um, you kind of watch the movie again so you could see this person alive again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just thought like the, the best person, because I wanted, um, I wasn't going to really kill, actually, there was a version where Colin becomes a zombie at the end and they kill him. Okay. There was a script version of that. But I, the dad always died and the dad was always like the funniest most yeah, likable character sure and, yeah uh, yeah yeah I, I think like what once you see the dad die like you're like oh shit like this what Got where real yeah it's not go. fucking around right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, i felt for the, the, the revenge the yeah. sorry oh, oh i'm sorry to interrupt uh, i was just gonna say like his, his relationship with his kids i felt for the kids that they just lost that person in their life who was so funny but yet you know yeah. just a big kid himself and i really felt like yes me as a person i was like watching oh shit they killed the dad the things just got real like no one's safe and then but i yeah. really felt for you know the t- summer and colin because i was like man then what are they going to do now like life sucks now you know what i mean but you know you can head cannon <laughs> and, and then it makes it way more satisfying when you see them bash her head <laughs> like, oh yeah yes. absolutely more, yeah. more catharsis so to the moment i wanted i wanted to make the the bad guy so unlikable so that when she does die like the satisfying. crowd right. so, Mm-hmm. Yeah, like at the end of uh, Death Proof, when when they smash his head in. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> sure. And yes, the, absolutely. And even yeah. still, there's like this tiny bit of your compassion towards her because you know she has that part where she realizes the kids are dead and she screams out and she yells at them. You know, you killed my family and I put in all right, this work right. for them and stuff. Yeah. And so you you feel a little bit for her too, but also at the same time, like you killed Roger, bitch. Like yeah, you killed Roger. Right? What the- <laughs> Roger was way cooler than you. You know, Mr. Slade, maybe he drinks too much and he swears and he's not very responsible. He farts in my face sometimes, but but he loves you guys and he actually gives a crap about me. Well, enough to make fun of me and tell me when I'm getting stepped all over. So we're not gonna let some crazy cannibal lady take him away from us we're gonna go back there and we're gonna mess her up she's not even that hot anyway (laughs) i don't care if you were in dumb and dumber people don't even remember dumb and dumber that's right (laughs) right yeah everyone knows dumb and dumber yeah it had that like jim whatever guy i don't know he became basically a nobody in it (laughs) Uh, new show it's incredible oh no i haven't (laughs) oh man I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of weird Jim Carrey, though. I like this new, like, weird guy thing that he's doing. Right. You, you don't like or you do? No, I do, I do. Okay, yeah. Because it's, um, like, Michelle Gondry, I think, is directing it. And he's directing every episode. Okay. I'll uh, definitely check that it's out. It's incredible. you got to watch it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, bef- I guess, 
in in a way we can sort of kind of transition out of the movie here uh the the sort of the last thing that i wanted to say that i really loved about the movie which will also tie into the next segment is that i love the like all the technical aspects of this movie are are great i love the colors i love the drone camera Mm -hmm. i like the moving shots like through the the woods just following through the kids or even when the kids aren't even there and it's just the camera going through the woods and and all during those those parts is all music from your band that's playing um what uh what was that like to kind of score your own movie as well did you obviously you probably knew ahead of time that you were going to do that did you kind of film things intentionally that you knew you wanted to score a certain way or did you try and make the music to the existing footage you already had Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was when I was when I was done shooting, I uh, it was like uh, a thing right before Christmas, and then uh, I, I asked my bandmate, um, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna write three songs a day. Like, here are the references of what I want." And then he tells me, "Peter, I'm not writing like 50 songs for you. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna write songs, and then I'll play some later." And I was right. like, "Well, whatever. Like, I'm I'm gonna do three songs a day, and uh, you do like whatever you can." And then he, my bandmates kept giving me like house music songs. It's like, dude, this is, you're not listening to my references. So um, I ended up doing uh, pretty much all of it. He, he, he did some, a little bit of work, but you know, he, he had some other things on the go and the, the budget was so low that I couldn't ask him to take time off really. Right. Um, and this is more like my project and my calling card for what I want to do in my life. So I, I was very much invested and took all the time, and uh, even though I wasn't getting paid much of anything, I I was going to do it no matter what. And sure. I might, you know, hundred hundred percent in. So I, I yeah, I would do. Uh, I wrote about like uh, I think forty songs. Okay. And uh, when I went to, I would edit then in the morning till noon, and then or eleven a.m. Go to okay. the. A producing studio with a, a, a producer because uh, who just did, had just done my other band's album. Uh, I have another band called Gang Signs, and I really like worked, working with them. So I asked them, "Hey, um, I can give you um, this amount of money, and you'll have to help me produce the um, the, the score for for my movie." And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And it's like we'll have cool. to do it in in a month uh, within a month, so or a month and a half. So we did that. Nice. And and so I would do that till like eight p.m. and then I'd go back to the um, uh, the editing room from eight to eleven and did that for like a month and a half. I was pretty burnt out at the end, but oh, I'm sure. Uh, sounds yeah. fun on paper. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun on paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and then even the music that is uh, like band music in in the the movie is mm-hmm. uh, is, is everything I, I did at that studio and. Uh, I want to have like a '80s, '70s feel, so recorded mm-hmm. all the instruments with like real instruments and real musicians. Nice. Got some singers. Um, yeah, but the rest was I really want to go for the John Carpenter yep. uh, '80s yep. feel. And some of the reviews was like, yeah, they're trying to rip off Stranger Things. It's like, yeah, but that, I did my trailer of of Dead Shack like a year and a half before Stranger Things came out. So there's. Yeah. Like, even though it came out after Stranger Things, you can tell that Finn Wolfhard is like 12 years old. Right. Sure, sure. So it was always there from get go, get go, and all these kids from the 80s are making movies now, and they're all they all grew up watching those 80s uh, yeah. horror movies with like the John Carpenter uh, track. Yeah, yeah. So we all yeah. try to 
bring that back. And we're, we're not trying to copy one particular movie that or TV show that did really well. Uh, but I am a it's fan a vibe. of it. And yeah, and they, they nailed pretty much the, the, the same mood that I was going for. And kudos right. for that. Yeah, it's like you're trying to rip off uh, John Carpenter. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like um, nothing wrong with that, honestly, because it's awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, it's, it's a vibe that you're going for. You know, it's yeah. not directly ripping off it's a, it's a whole thing it's uh, yeah. i get it i get it yeah and this the synth score thing is big now so yeah everyone's it's, doing and it. it's also when, when you don't have a budget that's all you can afford <laughs> so, yes absolutely well, yeah and that's why john Carpenter did it because he had no money and he yeah, that's right it. sure um and also um i was gonna say something about synth. oh yeah then when i was finished my score i i, I really want to get some violin in it so I asked my friend Dougal Bain McLean to add violin to mm -hmm. to it, and he uh, he said yes, and then he gave me like like five uh, layers of violin per per the four, 35 songs I sent him. So I had a lot to work with, and That's just awesome. I mixed the whole thing in the end. I did some percussion, kind of like uh, Friday the Thirteenth with my my breath, mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. shit like that. Right, um, right. And then when I put out the record uh, with uh, Lakeshore Records. I wanted to make it more listenable, so it's just not like a ambient ambient song. So I added right. beats to every track, so you can actually listen to it with like yeah, per, you know, something yes, that yeah, is yeah. more. Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah, because just like a slow ambient score isn't. Yeah. it's it's you know yeah. a good background music at best, you know. Yeah, right, I, right. But then you got a like a uh, an album uh, inspired by what using music in it, and it has that whole totally. feel for it. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, I like scores, but I never listen to them. No, I hear you. There wasn't right. Yeah, maybe yeah. I would. So that's Absolutely. Fine. The only one I ever had listened to with any regularity was the um, the Turbo Kid score by Lomatos. Yeah, and yes. that has a beat to it. Sure, sure, and that's very like upbeat and kind of energetic. And also, it's like yeah. one of my favorite movies ever. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really awesome movie. The 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 thing that um, kind of drove me crazy though with with the music is that there was always that kick coming mm -hmm. in like. And sometimes some of the scenes were like more um, dramatic, and then mm -hmm. that, that kick would come in. Right. It's like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. But besides yeah. that, like, I, I really like that movie. It's awesome. Yeah. And so I guess to to kind of talk about with your your music in general, uh, how how did all of that kind of get going? It sounds like you were more into like illustration at first, and then the music kind of came secondary, or was it the other way around? I was always doing music, but um, I I was very much self-taught. I mean, I took piano lessons and then I took bass lessons. Okay. Uh, but I, I always wanted to be in a band, and I lived in a small town, like the West Island of Montreal. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of people there because it's a big suburban spread out uh, neighborhood. And sure. the schools are pretty small, so there's it's, it's pretty hard to find like a guitarist and all that stuff. So I bought... Oh, <laughs> I bought um, a drum uh, groove box it's just a drum machine sampler uh, synthesizer and started making music with that because I didn't have a drummer so I had to do everything on my own and that's how I really got into electronic music because I had to uh, find my own bandmates on <laughs> on a machine yeah right, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah and then just got more interested and started knowing how to use electronic music more and and then the rave scene when I was, you know, 17 and 18, it was pretty big in Montreal. Sure. Went to all the raves and techno parties and um, then got into drum and bass. And um, and then when I moved to 
to Vancouver I, with all the money I was making, I would keep going to shows and I was like, man, I could do this. I could be on stage. Yeah. yeah. So I started doing that and uh, started humans from that. And then, uh, yeah, and I got a lot better at music probably uh, 10 years later. Uh, maybe I think it took me about seven years to get somewhat good, do some decent songs. And sure. some of my friends, like they, who I had an art collective with, they told me I should stop making music because it sucks and my illustrations <laughs> are way better. <laughs> then what's funny is, like, um, sorry, yeah. Thanks for your honesty, though. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. That but just I, motivates I you more. Stop. Yeah, and I, I just couldn't stop what I loved, right? Absolutely. And, sure. And then I, I was at a point when I was in college, um, every summer I would do an art show and write an album that summer. That was like part of my plan nice. within the two awesome. months, three months. And um, and eventually when, when I started Humans um, and Gang Science, people knew me from the bands. And it's like, oh, wait, you're also an illustrator? So it kind of, the tables had turned. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And what... Um... Primarily, you play like piano, keyboard, synth type stuff. Do you play other instruments as well? Yeah, I play uh, a bass, uh, guitar. In Gang Signs, I play guitar live. And uh, my first okay. band was uh, a band called Noontide, and I played bass in that one. Okay. Um, that was when I was 17, 18. That's cool. Um, and then uh, I play really bad drums, like really, really bad. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, and then in Gangstones I sing a lot in it. Okay. Uh, and in Humans I sing just a bit because my 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 bandmate he's just such a good singer and lyricist. Sure. Um, I think he makes fun of me and when I sing in my other bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I listen to that uh, new song you put out. Uh, cool lyrics. Yeah, yeah, the lyrics, bro. Did you get like? Did you? <laughs> once he asked me, he's like, did you put some lyrics on? Uh, a lyric aggravator and then it just like wrote everything for you <laughs> just threw a bunch of words in there and then it spit out lines yeah but i mean his lyrics are really really good but right, i like huh? some of my lyrics i think some of them are really good <laughs> but that's me I yeah know. yeah i have to, I have to check out one. the other band because i mm -hmm. have been listening to humans since i discovered that that was another one of your things and i will cool. pop it on every now and then here and, and listen to some of the stuff i was just listening to the the most recent album today. Oh, nice. Thanks. Yeah, the other one's way darker. And then I had another band that I, I had a girlfriend that um, she had the most beautiful voice. And it was like a, a way for her to trick her to sing for me all the time. Okay. So I wrote an album and like wrote everything, like the lyrics and everything. And I would just get her to learn it and then record her. And then we played together. And it's like she was singing for me all the time. So that was nice. nice. Oh, that's awesome. Very nice. That, that band's called Lady Friend uh, L. I L A D Y F R N D, and it's Very all like cool. really, it's all written with a ukulele. Oh yeah, I play ukulele a little bit. Nice. Uh, and so it's very like soft and and pretty. Okay. Yeah, but very electronic. Is this there? There's some danger in there. It's some of it gets really weird, but it's it's nice, different. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what what types of music outside of you know your your own stuff? What do you enjoy? Other types of music? Other other yeah. genres of music or anything i love all kinds um i love garage rock like you know, sure. tyson ball um uh the ocs things like that um mm -hmm. you know what, i'll look into my um i like steve lacy kelly uches um uh, do you know any of these guys uh 
internet. Not the last couple. I forget the the first couple you said sounded familiar, but okay. Um, I like this band from Paris called Voila with three A's. Okay, They're like LC uh, Caribbean. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna do an interview. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'll talk to you in a bit. All good. Um, I'm I'm. I was saying I'm at my friend's place, and uh, her kid uh, Henry was going to show me a drawing. And oh, yeah. oh nice, nice, nice. Um, what else? Um, voila. Uh, yeah, yeah. You you get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I I'm kind of the same. I like a lot of different stuff. I like a lot of the kind of modern synthwave stuff. I like a lot of like drum and bass, like lo-fi hip hop stuff. And then I like a lot of like modern new metal type stuff and whatever too. So. I'm kind yeah. of all over well, with my for like new, uh, new rap, like lo-fi rap. There's this band called Wulu that's really good. W U dash L U. It's oh, kind right. of a mix of like um, Nirvana meets uh, new school hip hop, nice. uh, lo-fi. Like it's really cool. I think you'd dig it. Yeah, I, I like I like stuff that has a lot of piano in it. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I said I like a lot of the. Uh, oh, I, said, I like a lot of the lo-fi that has a lot of piano riffs in oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. It just sounds so cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I, I'm just writing all these down because I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <It's all laughs> but good. I will. I'll do. I will. I I love. That's one thing about me. I will do my. I will go on and and check things out because I never will, yeah. you know, stub my nose to anything. I just have to see, hear for myself, you know. Sure. So, what's the the future of your your kind of musical endeavors? I know you said that you actually had traveled because you're playing a show this weekend coming up. Um, actually, yeah, I have a, an art show. Oh, an, an art, art show. show. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, but I just shot two music videos uh, for humans in uh, in L.A., one on Hollywood Boulevard, the other one on Venice Beach. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we have some new merch, like these really rad red denim jackets that kind of look like um, Akira, like what Kaneda okay. is wearing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. We're going to – they're limited editions. So we're going to do like a little tour with that and – promote the the album that came out in november a bit more because uh we're, we're, we're all so busy that we didn't have the time or chance to really promote it yeah so we're gonna take the opportunity for that and then gang sons is releasing a new album um and then i'm working on a new tv show for kids we're doing a promo that um uh will probably be ready in october and then we're gonna try and get financing to do the whole tv series it'll be like a toy line uh game and uh, TV series, oh, nice. and the, I know that you guys would love it. Um, I'll tell you after this what what the concept is. Okay, sure. I don't think I'm allowed to say it on air. And sure, sure, that's fine. But okay, it's just really cool. Um, and then um, uh, once our land is uh, was announced to be turned into a um, animated show, like it's been. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, well, my, my my producer of Dead Check, she optioned it. It's been optioned. Okay. And things okay. uh, I can't talk too much about it, but it's, it's it's it seems like it's it's going, it's moving along really well. Nice, and nice. The script's been done for a while, so we've been chopping it with, with the script uh, ready, and um, I'm really stoked to work on that. And then there's a couple other movies like features that we're working on. Uh, hopefully, that will uh, see the light of day. So uh, before we move on from Once Our Land, yeah. I wanted to to talk a little bit about that too. Um, had you? Had you done other like comic book stuff, or is this kind of your first uh, real like comic story that you've done? Yeah, it was my first real one. I'd, I've done a couple other ones before, but um, 
I never printed them. Okay. And once our land was, um, there was a, a company in Montreal that was interested in releasing it. Uh, and then they asked me to do 40 more pages because it was only the first half. Okay. I wrote that when I was 19. Sure. I wrote, wrote and drew it. And then they liked it. And then they said, uh, yeah, we would, we want to publish it, but you need to add 40 pages. We'll give you two grand. And then you own 5% of the royalties and uh, you get a dollar per book sold. And I was like, are you fucking serious? That's like the worst contract. <laughs> yeah, right. Life. Yeah, 5%. Yeah. And then I asked him, I was like, do you guys know what I do for a living? It's like, yeah, you, uh, oh yeah, you make TV shows. It's like, yeah, I, I have a way better deal. Like, right, right. TV show. It's like, okay, okay, okay. Okay, well, if you sell it to a broadcaster or as a movie, then you make 40%. And if we sell it before you, then you make 5%. I was like, well, this is going to be a racing thing. This is not a... a <laughs> yeah, right. A <laughs> what the fuck? And then I was like, yeah, don't don't talk to me anymore. Wow. <laughs> and then I just uh, did my own Kickstarter and, uh, uh, you know, sold 10,000 books. And then when Scott Comics published it, uh, it was sold out. And then I sold the rest of my 250 books in like two days. Okay. Uh, so, and then with all the money I did from that, I did Once Around 2. And uh, Once Around 2 sold less than the first one for some odd reason, even though it has really good reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But, you know, if the movie gets done, then um, I'm sure I'm going to sell all of it. Sure. Uh, yeah. 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 And hopefully I'll do uh, Once Around 3. Uh, but I need money for that one because the second one just like it cost me so much money. It took took about a year of my life, like full time, <laughs> to finish it. Right, right. Uh, so I can't afford to do that again. Now, are you illustrating and writing? I was. Um, I I did all the page layouts, all the designs, mm-hmm. and then I hired um, Jake Bilbo from the Philippines. Okay. And okay. he would uh, uh, off of my designs, uh, my page layouts. He would draw on top of it, like clean it up. Right. And notes, and then he would do the tweaks, and then after that, I would do all the final tweaks myself because, or else, you would just go back and forth, you know. Right. Sure, sure. So, so it's like it's like half him, half me. Uh, it's I my storytelling with my designs, um, with with his like cleanup. And what's really cool about Jake, uh, not only is like really good at details and all that, but um, any anytime. There's a, a vehicle or a gun or anything with a, a shape. He would mm-hmm. uh, build it in 3D and then yeah. place it anywhere. So everything looks really legit, like oh, the way. Awesome. It's... Nice. Yeah. So yeah, you should check this stuff. Like he he does really cool stuff. Yeah. 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 What uh, I was looking through the pictures. It does look great. Uh, what Thanks. What is the then color everything myself because I had some friends who okay. would help the flats, but um, it <laughs> it would take me like three to seven days for for coloring like page it's sure. so yeah. dumb the way i did it i will never do it again like that <laughs> uh, so that, that took out probably most of the time was the coloring yeah well right. learning from mistakes right yeah uh what what is the story actually about for people who may not have heard of it it's it's really awesome uh i, I think your viewership would love it it's uh 1830s post book post-apocalyptic um nice uh germany uh, with Cthulhu monsters that take over the world and kill everybody. That's cool. And, That's awesome. And, yeah, and then we focus on two survivors. One of them is a girl who's 11 and another man who's uh, like 54. And then okay. the sequel takes place seven years after that. Okay. Yeah. No, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it yeah. does. I, uh, I, I... You had me at Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> I was interested at post-apocalypse. So. Right. <laughs> and then the Cthulhu sold it. Just just nailed it, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the... Cool uh, the uh, as, as far as like illustration, are you just kind of working on that one? Or are you trying to do other stories or... It seems like this is yeah, more of kind I'm of like just a, a, a new new comic book that I um, I've been putting aside for like ten years. Okay, it's kind of like RoboCop meets um, Lord of the Rings meets Conan meets uh, steampunk. It's like okay. a story um, about a, a king who who has to have revenge on um, this Dark Lord, and uh, I have five pages left for the uh, first book of three. Nice. Uh, but because I'm working on the, the anime animation animated show promo, I had to put everything aside for the next three months. Right. And it just I know there's only five pages. It would take me you know a week and a half, and I just can't do it. Sure. sure. Yeah, it sucks. But you know it'll get done. And uh, that one, uh, learning from my mistakes of how long it takes to do Monster Land Two. Um, I, this one, I I drew it more simple, more like a Hellboy. So a lot mm-hmm. of blacks mm-hmm. and the coloring is like Hellboy, where it's just flat colors, uh, right. shading really. There's a couple, couple shading here and there, but barely. And yeah, it's because um, Monsterland Two would take me each page takes about three to no, probably four to seven or eight days. Okay. And this one with the coloring and everything, it takes me a day and a half to three days max. There you go. Nice. Yeah. So and it's super violent. The new one. <laughs> Excellent. It's, it's basically what eight-year-old Peter would have loved to read. Yeah, and right, right. Eight-year-old Peter was uh, really into um, He-Man, Conan, uh, <laughs> RoboCop. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, I know, right? That sounds like a good combination. <laughs> uh, what you said you before that you had went to college for illustration. Uh, where where did you go to school, and what what um, does that kind uh, of involve doing like an illustration school? Yeah, so um, and in Quebec, uh, in Montreal, Quebec, well, just Quebec in general, you do uh, pre-university, which is college, and okay. then you do university. So it's like a in between. So you finish school at 17, high school, and then mm-hmm. you have uh, two years before going to university where okay. it's just a bit different. Um, so in college, I did fine arts. And then while I was finishing fine arts, I went to a comic book school and then um, after that, I went to animation school at Concordia University in Montreal as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Quebec is awesome because uh, school is free. So right, university right. is like costs a thousand bucks per semester. Sure. It's nice. so cheap. Yeah. 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 Hopefully we'll get that someday here. Well, you guys, uh, it's just the system fucked you guys over. Uh-huh. Um, but a school used to be free in uh, the States as well. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully my hopefully my kids are too dumb to go to school and they won't have to worry about it. <laughs> you know what? Uh, by the time your kids maybe have to go to university, we'll I'll be connected to the the inter- interweb and yes. we won't need to go to school. We'll all be experts. It's like whoa! I know kung fu. It'll be basically that. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, Download like, it. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. That would be like awesome. total recall. They just implant the memories of learning it. Yeah. 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 I I just got like totally depressed because my my I have a a twenty year old. And uh, he's going to Berkeley School of Music in Boston, and he, that he's going to come out of there a quarter million dollars in debt. And, yeah, right. uh, and I was just like, man, I hope you do something with that music. <laughs> right. Better be a damn rock star, kid. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Take every gig, every single gig. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. But no, it's cool that they that they cover it, and it's it's a good way. 
I think the thing that gets lost in this idea of having to pay for school versus it being free is that it encourages people to take a chance on trying something like music or illustration or something that could be more of a a passion, which can turn into a lucrative career. Absolutely. But there's so many people that are like, well, I can't go to illustration school. That's for kids or, you know, I got to learn how to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever yeah, right. pharmacist yeah. or some shit so and, and also yeah. like, you know, if you do like fine arts uh like illustration or whatever that's like three years so let's say after a year and a half you're like oh it's not for me and it cost sure. me uh, two thousand bucks okay right. let me I go know. something else mm-hmm. awesome awesome yeah, yeah the arts the arts get lost in the the current rumble of things or, or uh you know the pressures right of making right. money like you know the just it's just peer pressure not peer pressure but like um adult pressure or society pressure for you to go out there and do something with yourself be a lawyer be a doctor like paul said it's like yeah right yeah, yeah. but i like to paint i'm sorry I, you know <laughs> yes well there's this one girl in my university uh uh what's her name is ching leng ching mm-hmm. uh, okay anyway um she's really talented and uh, uh her and her twin sister wanted they both wanted to be illustrators and um, her dad, like, you know, the, uh, the Asian families, like they always want one of their sons yeah, to yeah. be a doctor. Cause yeah, it's right. like, yeah. So um, her sister said uh, it was really like, it's such a nice story. She's like, you know what? You, you can go and do illustration and I'll be the, the doctor for dad. Wow. And wow. She, yeah. <laughs> and then her sister, now she, you know, she's working for, she, wrote a book she worked uh, at disney and she's like doing really well for herself wow yeah. wow yeah i hope sisters also have. <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> so um before we completely wrap up i know you mentioned a few things that you had coming up um i, I always like to kind of ask people in in a hypothetical sense if you were able to just make that like 80 million dollar movie that you were writing or, yeah. or like, like your dream project type of thing. What would be like your perfect uh, type of movie that you would want to like? Would you want to do some sort of uh, a big budget type of movie? Would you want to do you know something different, uh, something not horror related? What would be like your ideal perfect world type of movie you would make? Blank check. Yeah. Um, blank check. Uh, man, there's I have so many movies I want to make. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Right. But um, well, the, the reason I do all these comic books is like to try and sell these movie ideas that I want to do. Okay. And I have a couple scripts that I've, I've done that aren't get gathering any interest at the moment because I'm, I'm kind of a no name. Right. Um, and I think they, they probably need a bit of work, but if, if you have interest, then I could probably hire some good writers to help, uh, you know, make it better mm-hmm. or I could take time to, to make it better myself. Um, but, uh, I know I would love to do something like Star Wars, like kind of something like that. Good um, answer. I mean, what, what's the, <laughs> yeah, what, once our land is has a lot of Star Wars reference. It's got some alien reference, like alien and aliens. Okay. Uh, I love Mad Max. Nice. It's got a bit of Mad Max in there. Uh, I think Mad Max and Star Wars are probably the most influ- influential movies I've come across, mm-hmm. like growing mm-hmm. up. Sure. Um, and like I said, like Conan. So my my new new comic book. Um, I would love to make that into a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's so much stuff I want to do. <laughs> there sure, is. sure. There is. Yeah. yeah. 
I do I do want to make a movie about my grandmother. Uh, my grandmother just passed away, and she had mm-hmm. one of the hardest lives for the first 40 years. But after that, it, it was like a beautiful, beautiful life. Okay. And I think like doing that a movie would be such a, uh, a nice story that people who are going through hard times know that there's, there is always hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so right, I would love to do right. that as a movie, which I'm probably going to do as a comic book first. Right. Um, I got another cool. comic book that I want to do. It was like, um, I, I wrote this movie last year. It was an idea I had for a while, which is like about, uh, it's like, a, um, like a Pixar DreamWorks movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, sci-fi that I would really love to do. It probably costs like you know fifty million dollars, right? Uh, and it's it's a really nice story with a nice message, and it's uh, it's really really funny. But I mean, right. that's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, dude, your your comedy is uh, is not being lost. Trust yeah, me. it lands with us. I mean, some people yeah. hate check, right? So it's really hard to. Well, that one guy did because <laughs> yeah, because he didn't understand Reaganomics. Yeah, That's yeah, right. but there's, like if you, like we have five point five percent on IMDb, so I mean, it means that half the population hates Dead Check and half of it like it. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's I I think for for horror on IMDb, it's like the sliding scale too, where yeah, like a a seven on IMDb is like a perfect horror movie. Yeah, because so. if you look at Drag Me to Hell, it has like. Five, 6.4 which sure. to Dragon to Hell is fantastic um, and yeah, there's it's, a bunch it's of a, movies that a bit of sliding such, scale yeah such low ratings um, and they're some of my favorite movies mm-hmm. and also uh, Halloween I, I'm not a fan of Halloween but I understand how it's regarded like as one of the best movies and people do love it mm-hmm. and that movie had no fan base at the beginning John Carpenter says that um, it, nobody watched it and he right, right. thought he did the biggest mistake and all of a sudden, you know, it became a success, and it took about a year for it sure. to after being in theaters. So, I know it's there's always haters at the beginning, and oh yeah, yeah. Maybe if I do become a big director one day, um, people will praise like, "Oh, Deshack, it was such a good movie," and <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, where were you guys at the beginning?" Sure. Well, that was like the story of John Carpenter's whole career was everything he made was kind of a flop, and then became yeah, like this the, huge like cult classic later. The Thing yeah. is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. That was actually our last episode of the podcast. We did that movie. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, The Thing wasn't a big one. Big Trouble in Little China wasn't big yeah, when I it came out. Movie. Got I popular was... later. So he he kind of had that over and over again, just kind of beat him down to where he became miserable and jaded. Yeah. And that, now people are giving so much, so much respect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and also people are in, inspired by him too, which is cool. The, yeah. It upheld in the in kind of the, the zeitgeist for so long that now people are like, Oh, well he's a master and you know, people are doing kind of the same camera work and the same music styles. And yeah. So it's really cool to see that for sure. What's weird is that his last movies, I really don't like. Yeah, um, I didn't see the last couple. And that's why Quentin Tarantino, he says he wants to quit uh, after his 10th movie or after, before, after he's 60. Cause uh, his favorite director, um, um, uh, who did Carlito's way, uh, Brian De Palma. Okay. Um, he even Brian De Palma says himself that he's not really a filmmaker anymore. That there's there's about twenty thirty years where a filmmaker becomes really good and then it goes downhill. And um, I find Carpenter like he had all these gems at the beginning and then to me he kind of went down when Vamp- Vampire movie came out. I thought I really didn't yeah, like that yeah. one. 
and uh, what escape from L.A. was really bad. Yeah, I heard those were bad, but I did not actually uh, did not actually watch those ones. It's you, you should watch <laughs> just to see. Like, it's crazy how a brilliant filmmaker can do something that cheesy. You're like, how does that? Oh make yeah, sense? yeah. It's like a totally different movie, a totally different mm-hmm. filmmaker. Even like Guillermo del Toro. I hate Hellboy one, but Hellboy two, I think, okay. is a masterpiece. Right. And those are just a couple of years apart, and the filmmaking in that is. It's totally different, and the comedy is different. It's it's so weird how people can just change so quick. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, I despite the the five point five on IMDb, I, <laughs> I think that the movie was great. Uh, I know we were big fans. I know a few of our peers in the the horror podcast community circle that we kind of that that we occupy is is uh, there's definitely some fans of this movie and. Yep. I think it's just tough with comedy, especially because there's people that just right off the bat go, well, I don't like a bunch of jokes in my horror. I want my horror to be scary and my yeah. comedy to be funny yeah. and don't, don't mix the two. So it's, it's tough right away. You're, you're already alienating a certain percentage of people. And I, w- I would actually advise people who are filmmakers, um, don't do horror comedy. Nobody wants to <laughs> never find uh, I wrote yeah. so many scripts and they're horror comedy and nobody wants to touch it because they are horror comedy. Sure. Uh, That's just weird because, like, we love consuming. I know it's that. our favorite. Yeah, it's one of my favorite genres of horror. I mean, right. you know, I love the serious stuff, but goddamn, sometimes I just want to sit back and have a good time. You know, yeah, not really. Like good, good movies when you just want to chill out and not think and just enjoy right. your time off. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, if there's no money into it, you know, that's what a lot of people look into also if it's not doing well as far as like number wise, but you could write the best horror comedy there is and not make any money with it. So yeah, it could be a, just and like an art project. So I've also noticed like going through the festival run that horror comedies aren't really, uh, they don't really compete. So you can never win a prize. <laughs> yeah. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. People really love like the serious comedy and yeah. that's where you'll, you'll find funding and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, producers like executive producers to in, in, the, the, the interest will be there mm-hmm. and not so much for comedy and even the, there are some horror comedies that, that do well like especially get out but people will never call get out a horror comedy even though it right. basically is a horror comedy sure sure even even right. us has even more comedy in it i feel like even which yeah, one? Oh, yeah. us his second yeah, movie totally. Yeah, it's like the more serious tone to it. Yeah, absolutely. But it has more right. comedy in it almost. And even uh, like Stranger Things is probably like the biggest TV shows at the, at the moment. And that is also a horror comedy, but yet mm-hmm. no, nobody will calls it a horror comedy. Yeah. Right. right. I was left my ass up this last season. Yeah. <laughs> Hopper is so funny in it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, it, I'm telling you, it was good. It was the most frightening and the most funny uh, series <laughs> or season. It was great. Nice. Uh, what... Is there? Do you have any other stuff in production that you can actually share, or just kind of the the TV show stuff and the other stuff you had talked about? Any other movie things that might be in the works? Uh, besides, like, yeah, no, uh, the other stuff. Um, I don't know. They're just they're basically going nowhere at the moment, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> if, if you want to look at some previous stuff that I've done that's gone nowhere, you should always go on my website. I have so much stuff there. I got a bunch of music videos that are pretty fun. Um, yeah, yeah. If you want to see how um, you start from nowhere and, and make your film, like if you look on my website, you could see old stuff and you could see my progression. And I also have a bunch of like uh, TV show Bibles for animated shows that 
I've I've put online that you can look up and see how I sold some shows and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's very informative for for people who want to start or just to see like different styles and yeah. Man, sure, sure. Uh, well, before we do wrap up, uh, do you want to tell everyone where they could keep up with you, like what your website and any other yeah, sure. um, things so my- going on? Is my my name Peter Rick? It's R I C Q. It's a it's a, uh, it's a weird one. Uh, so Peter Rick uh, dot com. Sure. Uh, and then my Instagram is my letter of my first name and my last name. So Prick P R I C Q. I probably should have done that, but now it's too late. Uh, yeah. It's like, hey, hey, baby, you want to find me on Instagram? I'm <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and you can change the Instagram one. I know, but you can. Uh, people already know it. Yes. Yes, yeah, you Instagram, can. you can yeah. change your name, but not Twitter. Oh, interesting. So you could um, technically change it, but... Peter Rick. Oh, that's, that's good. I should probably do that now. Uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll still be Rick for, uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, Perfect. And then uh, my, uh, there's links to my bands uh, on my website and um, links to my comic books on my website. Uh, mm-hmm. But if not, it's uh, dashhumans.com, gangxscience.com. You can find us on Spotify just under humans or gang science or lady friend, which is the yes. third one. And then uh, onceorland.com or you can go on the website. Yeah. Besides that, I think, yeah, that's, I think that's it. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much for, for taking yeah, some time man. here and what yeah, actually turned out to be your afternoon time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, it was, you know, it was cool. Just like I said, I, I, saw the movie liked it and then when i had looked up you on social media saw that you were doing all this other stuff and was like holy cow there's there's a lot going on here so yeah there's a lot going on there and also <laughs> for if it seems like a lot but man i i used to suck at everything i did at the beginning so you oh, know sure. it's just it's just like uh keep doing what you love and then eventually if if you do it enough you'll you'll get good Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it takes that it takes that one project to yeah. launch a whole career. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, and nobody can hold it against you for having thousands and thousands of ideas and putting it all on paper. Like uh, what I was getting out of this is like I talk about you know I have OCD like big time, and it's hard for me to concentrate on one thing. Like I jump around and I drop projects like you know crazy. So what I'm getting is that you've learned to hone your OCD a little, a, just enough. To get yeah. a project done, you know, yeah, that, and, that, then, that, and then that, you're that, off to something else. Yeah, that, that, I always tell my friends, um, always finish what you start, even though it sucks. Um, just try uh-huh. and learn from it. Yeah, and, you know, um, you you learn more from your mistakes than something you've done right. That was the whole lesson of the Last Jedi. No one listened. Oh, to really? Me. It, yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'm a, bat, I'm a Jedi then. Yes, you. It, it was all in Yoda's dialogue, but nobody listened to it. That's right. <laughs> I had yes. to throw a Star Wars reference in there. Somewhere. Oh, that's right. Hey, man, I love Star Wars, so all good. Nice. Very cool. Have you listened to the podcast Inside Star Wars? Inside Star Wars? No. Yeah. You got to listen to that. There's also Inside Psycho, Inside Jaws. And then there's another okay. one you listen to is um, uh, Blockbuster. It's oh. the of Star Wars, Jaws, like because they were all kind of done at the same time. Close in right, time. right. Um, Apocalypse Now, it's so well, mm-hmm. so well done. Nice, yeah, you would love okay. it. Nice, yeah, it's one of those like making of podcast series. Yeah, type of thing. Oh, that's cool. Do, well, do Marco, you know, uh, Marco does to... a Star Wars podcast. So. Did you have a making of one that uh, you recommend? 
Uh, I don't have Star Wars. I don't know, Marco. Do you? Uh, not a making of, of no, no. no. Okay. Like the like the Star Wars one I do is more or less um, theory crafting, uh, uh, just geeking out, talking everything from Star Wars, breaking down. Like I said, breaking down Yoda's dialogue, like to the scene, okay. You know? cool. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, yeah, it's like you we, guys do news. Like there's yeah, a new park the, that just opened that you're reporting correct. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I want to we'll do all current stuff. Yeah, you oh sure. my go. god, I, if I can go, I won't, I won't leave, so I'll always be there. So. If you, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll, I you'll have find not a gone place yet though. to build a home and just not leave. Just, exactly. Yeah. I will find a bush. Yeah. And I will be behind it the whole time. Yeah. I mean, no, I have <laughs> not gone yet. Um, a lot of people have gone there and they're just like, man, I don't know how we can return to civilization after this. It's, it's wow. just that beautiful. Yeah. I can't wait. But yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you for your time. And this was, yeah, this was great. Was we awesome. definitely will. We'll keep up with all of your endeavors, and I'm definitely going to check out the Once Our Land books because those yeah. sound really cool. Yeah, hopefully you like it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'll let you know if I don't. I'll write a bad review. <laughs> but yeah. Hopefully yeah. <laughs> not referencing the and book then, itself. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'll be like, this book doesn't even reference something that I care about. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> uphold my political views. This is bullshit. <laughs> Uh, but no, the, and, and for anyone that's listening, obviously you know where to find the show. Uh, please, you know, check out Peter's movies, his books, his music, and I will put uh, links on our social media posts for as many things as I can link to your projects. And I think that will do it for us for tonight. So yeah, thank you again, and thank you everybody for listening. We will see you on the next show.